Hello. Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. <laughs> so this feels a little like those Russian nesting dolls as I talk about watching a podcast as my podcast, but it was a really cool thing to experience on Saturday evening as I drove to Austin to watch the taping of the 10 Junk Miles podcast. My friend Emiliano introduced me to the podcast a couple of years ago. He was forever talking about it when we do our trail runs in Mission, uh, when I still lived in the Rio Grande Valley. And I thought the name was weird until I discovered what it meant. It's the voices of virtual uh, running companions as you eke out a 10 miler or so. Host Scott Coomer sets a timer and a new topic comes up every 10 minutes or a mile. In my case, uh, I can usually get through a two-hour episode in about eight or nine miles. Your mileage may vary. Episodes alternate between long runs where he interviews runners of all abilities uh, who have made noteworthy accomplishments. And then there's gang shows where four or so others do a roundtable chat about running and whatever else comes into their heads. And there's usually the other panelists, not Coomer, but there's lots of beer drinking involved. Um, those shows tend to be freewheeling and full of expletives, laughter, and snippets of the music from The Price is Right. I became acquainted with Coomer via email not long after I first started listening. There was a gang show episode where they got talking about how people in Chicago, where he's based, leave bags of dog poop in snowbanks and the runners stumble over them uh, once the snow melts. And somebody mentioned the task of picking up the bags, and one of the panelists, and he's an ultra-running badass named Dusty Olson, suggested that maybe they should just pay homeless people a dollar to pick it up. And at the time, I didn't realize that the jokes frequently go off color, and Coomer's adamant about not editing anything out. And I wrote to him about it, and called him out uh, about the homeless people joke, and I suggested that he atone by doing an episode about Back on My Feet, this organization that empowers the homeless through running. And he was open to the suggestion and said that he'd been wanting to do an episode about the Chicago branch and hoped to have it on before before long, but I don't know that that's happened yet. Um, I can't say that I'm 100% caught up in all my episodes of watch, listening to 10 Junk Miles, but anyway, I can't believe I'm sitting here just plugging this podcast, but it is good. Just don't stop listening to this one. Coomer's got some pretty good ties to Texas, and some of my favorite episodes involve some of my favorite folks in the trail running scene here, mainly Joe Prusatis, the founder of Tejas Trails, and John Sharp, who volunteered to drive me to the ER in Bernie after I cut open my knee after a fall at Cactus Rose 50 in uh, 2015. Of course, the drive included a coffee stop, and as he drove through what seemed like a tropical storm. Oh, and then we got coffee again after four stitches on the ride back. Coomer has joined Sharp on his salsa walk. It's this event where participants walk from Chewy's in Selma, just outside of San Antonio, to a Chewy's in Austin. Then they turn around and head back. Much of the walk is done on interstate service roads. Coomer's also joined Sharp on his Camino de la Vaca pilgrimage. Um, and this is a week-long happening that covers trekking 192 miles and visiting 20 Catholic churches and other sites along the way. Sharp calls in occasionally to the show, or Coomer will call him during episodes where listeners can meet the fans. And then a few episodes ago, Coomer was interviewing Pamela Jane Kirby, owner of Texas's only trail running store, Austin Trail Running Company. 
and he mentioned that he was coming to Texas in November for the Band of Runners annual camp in Hill Country. More on that in a bit. And they hatched a plan for Coomer to record his show at the shop during his visit. And I mentioned Coomer's impending visit last week uh, during my podcast and tagged him in a Facebook post. He said he listened to it and remarked, good stuff. I took a screenshot of his comment and sent it to Emiliano, where he and I fanboyed and fangirled out. (laughs) We really did. It was really funny. Uh, And so on Saturday, about 20 folks, including me, showed up to watch the recording. Our admission fee was a $25 contribution to the Band of Runners, this organization that connects veterans and surviving family members to the benefits of trail running. It's founded by Liza Howard, a San Antonio-based ultra runner who also happens to be one of the kindest and most generous people around. For three days this week, the group will host band camp where participants learn the ins and outs of trail running, associated safety tips, and more. If I didn't have to work, I would love to be there. Cars lined both sides of the street outside the shop on Saturday night, and I was sort of surprised at the size of the crowd. There must be a lot of trail running podcast geeks out there. And as I approached the front door, I spotted Chris Prairie, whom I spent an evening volunteering um, over the summer at one of the Captain Carl's night races. And we ended up hanging together throughout most of Saturday evening. And one of the things that we originally bonded over is that he mentioned doing the Badger 100 when I first met him. Oh, that's the one up in Wisconsin that Scott Coomer directs, I said excitedly. And then we spent a good portion of our evening at the aid station geeking out about Coomer, his co-hosts, and the race. Prairie DNF'd at mile 60, I think, and ended up volunteering at, uh, at, that, at the rest of that race. Sorry, um, He had all kinds of funny stories to tell about the co-hosts, or gang. And soon I was joined on Saturday evening by Don Flynn, whose name pops up almost as frequently as my friend Orly in these podcasts. Incidentally, Don Flynn, I ran into him at a race on Saturday uh, at Government Canyon. Um, We were getting off of the school bus that had transported us over to the uh, race site. And (laughs) this woman asked me if I wouldn't mind taking a picture of her and her companion. And I'm like, sure. And then I realized, (laughs) Don realized it was me and I realized it was him and I shot their photo, but it was kind of funny. But Anyway, um, so then I introduced Chris um, to Don Flynn, and then uh, Joe Persada showed up, and so I was like surrounded by some of my favorite trail running guys. We all chatted about races and whatnot, and Chris asked if I'd met Coomer, and I said I hadn't, and so he walked me to the back of the store where there's this big guy wearing a black, white, and red shirt that read R-U-N-T-J-M, not unlike the Run DMC uh, shirts of years ago, and he was holding court back there. Uh, and TJM, of course, is ten junk miles. God, quit plugging the podcast. <laughs> I waved and told him who I was, and he gave me a big hug, and we chatted for a while. He's super nice and approachable, and I mentioned that as an ex-journalist, he does good interviews, and he says he has all kinds of practice because he takes depositions as an attorney. Well, of course, and then he later said that he was a little nervous with a fellow podcaster being there. I think he was kidding, but I took it as flattery. (laughs) And then around 7 p.m., he and his guests sat around a table in the front of the shoe display, and he introduced everyone and proceeded to start the show. Howard, Monica Morant, a band of runners mentor, and Adam Bankers, one of the gang, served as the primary panel. And then over the course of the next hour or so, Kirby, Persadis, and others rotated into an empty chair to be interviewed. 
And probably the funniest moment of the night was when Vincent Altunez, uh, the creator of Trail Toes Body Bomb, kept making jokes about the product being his cream. Maybe you had to be there. And once the recording ended, we all milled around for a while, and Chris introduced me to bankers who asked me about my podcast, and I was starting to feel like a minor celebrity. And before I left, I said farewell to farewell to Coomer. He hugged, we hugged again. And then he said, Hey, let me show you what I record with. And I felt like a little kid being let in on a big secret. And he pulled out a case with a zoom recorder and showed me how he plugs it in and how he can attach his iPhone to it when he interviews people over the phone. It was really cool. And then he said he never expected the podcast to make money or even be as widely listened to as it is. He just does it from the heart and not with an agenda or a goal. And I agreed. This podcast is pretty much the same thing. It's just me being authentic about my experiences. And I thanked him for listening. And that was pretty much it. Oh, and Chris Prairie has me thinking hard about going up to Wisconsin this summer for the Badger 100. Actually, that'd be next summer. Um... I'm really wary about attempting another 100, but this one sounds like so much fun. I think I might have to give it a go. Stay tuned. So, yeah, that was fun. It was, um, you know, I, I in the last month or so, I've gotten to meet two of my, I guess, heroes, I guess. Uh, Coomer is definitely one of them, and um, this, is, this is not really trail running or running related, but I was so excited um, about a month ago. I went to... Austin City Limits and got to meet my absolute favorite recording artist, <laughs> at least in my lifetime. And this is weird because, you know, I'm older, <laughs> but I got to meet Orville Peck. And if you have not checked out his music, you just have to because he is just has one of the most incredible voices out there. And he sings country, but kind of with his own twist. And he comes from a punk like a punk background. And um, he was so incredibly sweet. And it was so funny because I went up to him and I'm like, I've never been this excited about meeting anyone in my entire life. <laughs> and I gave him a little side squeeze, you know, like a hug. And he signed his autograph on a CD that I had purchased. <laughs> and uh, and then we turned around and we got our picture taken together. And it's so cute when I look at that photo because it's like his eyes are lighting up and mine, I think I look like I have the Cheshire Cats grin or something on my face. But yeah, so Scott, it was great meeting you. Not quite as great as Orville Peck. Sorry, man. But um <laughs> Yeah. Also, by the way, one, one, one last Orville Peck mention. Uh, I also had driven to Houston to go see him on a Monday night uh, at the end of uh, September. And so this was like about 10 days before the Austin City Limits appearance. So yeah, my fangirldom does not know any bounds for that guy. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up. But it was just like one of those great moments in my life that I just feel like I needed to share with you guys because... Um, it was, it was super cool. And, uh, you need to listen to this guy cause he's going places. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I've got this week. It's kind of a short podcast, but, um, I'll see you next time.